Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher. It's been a while, uh, and I apologize for that. I apologize as well for how profoundly boring my background is uh, and the somewhat raggedy nature of my appearance these days, but um, between still dealing with moves and unpacking and the, uh, <laughs> the trauma that has been my life as of late, um, yeah, I <laughs> things are just a bit of a mess. But I thought I would be um, a bit remiss, and to be honest, it just made me really happy to think about the possibility of taking a minute to talk about something that I'm very excited about, uh, which is Stranger Things, right? Uh, so the, the second season has come out today. I have not watched it yet, so you don't have to worry. There aren't any spoilers um, here in today's show. Uh, and hopefully I will be very, very, very soon within, you know, th the next couple of hours after I'm done uh, getting some work done, being able to, to, to watch it as um, I'm sure many, many, many people are right now. So that being said, I thought it would be, be fun to, as, as the show often kind of deals with issues that are themselves uh, political in nature and you know, they're controversial, but not in ways that like, I mean, you know, we might rub some people one way or the other, but, you know, I generally try to be conversational and, and to consider m multiple points of an argument. And generally, if you're willing to consider both sides, hopefully you won't irritate too many people too, too much, right? Um, but in this case, I thought it would be fun to try something really pretty contentious, right? Um, and take a side that seems like, <laughs> like arguably and demonstrably false, if not kind of evil, and um, see what you think about it. So looking at Stranger Things and, you know, having seen the first season, um, I just kind of wanted to, to, to lob this ethical question out there, this kind of pop cultural grenade that I think... <laughs> you know, would rattle any of us just by virtue of the fact that it's, uh, it's about someone that we know and love, which is L, right? So the question is simply this, um, it, it, was it right to save Eleven, right? And um, an, another way to ask the question is, is it wrong to use Eleven as a weapon, right? And so what I mean is simply this, right? So obviously Eleven is fantastic and we love Eleven and we do not want anything bad to happen to Eleven, right? She's an innocent child. She's been horribly harmed, right? So, so firstly, we have an innocent, right? Secondly, we have someone who is arguably a, a good person, right? Who does good things, right? She's dedicated to her friends. She's self-sacrificial um, and she's cool, right? <laughs> like she's a cool, smart, thoughtful, caring individual. Um, and there is also the fact that she's like horribly traumatized, right? So there, so you have this human being who's been abused, right? Like taken from her, from her family, um, physically abused, mentally abused. Like she's denied her childhood, which is a tremendous crime, right? Denied the ability to just, you know, get to be a kid and do kid, kid things and lives this really traumatic and, and short life. So, could there ever possibly be any justification for it? And so, I just kind of want, I want to pose this question to you because it's, it's, it's a really problematic one, if we're honest. And it's simply, were they wrong in turning her into a weapon, given the fact that um, 
those that sought to do this, right? The methods that they used were cruel, seem unforgivable, but they were successful. They accomplished their goal. Like, we basically have to give them that at least to some degree, right? Um, she is immensely powerful. And so, given that fact, their terrible, terrible, terrible methods result in a, in, a, in, a, in a tremendous weapon. Now, one that backfires, sure, and that could be a criticism. But, on the other hand, we're talking about during a time during the Cold War, right? And so during that time, right, there is this constant and ever-present concern that uh, everyone on the planet is going to die and that everyone on the planet is going to die as, as a result of Russian action, right? And so um, are they wrong in saying, okay, and, and here's what it basically comes down to, is a basic kind of utilitarian math, right? Um, we torture one kid to save the lives of everyone in the United States and potentially everyone around the world. I mean, if you look at what she was being trained to do, she was being trained to be a long-distance assassin. And this is not necessarily something she's successful in. I mean, we can't be 100% sure about that. I mean, we can say with fair confidence that she's being trained to listen in long distance, right, to be able to gather intelligence, but some of the things that they have her do seem like we want you to be able to kill at this distance, right? So in other words, you don't have to lose soldiers. You don't have to drop bombs. You just, I mean, it's almost Death Note-esque, right, if, if you're a Death Note fan. Like, you just say, we're going to write this person's name down, we're going to give it to L, and uh, they just stop right? And think of, of the preventative power of that, right? Again, not dissimilar from Death Note, the realization, so say, that this was, that was being done with the Russians, right, during the Cold War. Uh, so, uh, you know, Russian oligarchs just start dropping dead. How willing are they going to be knowing, you know, that they're not safe anywhere? There's no bunker that they can go in that'll keep them safe. I mean, that's quite a weapon. And so now we have a real kind of ethical conundrum, right? Which is, well, if L genuinely has the potential of being able to do something like stop World War III, right? And you can look at it in terms of like today. Well, what if things right, right now with North Korea uh, escalate and escalate and escalate? And uh, which seems like it could be likely. Would it be wrong to do what they did to L to be able to... Um, stop this war, right? Um, and notice, by the way, our answer is generally yes, right? I mean, a fair number of us here in the States believe that dropping the atomic bomb was the right thing to do, right, uh, in World War II. And the, the argument is straight up, it saved lives. I mean, that's, right? I mean, not everyone in the world happens to agree that that was a right action, right? Um, many people view it as kind of a terrorist act, right? Because the cities that, were, that, that the bomb was dropped on were, in fact, civilian cities, right? We didn't, like, really aim for only, like, military targets or something like that. You know, tens of thousands of civilians were killed instantly. And so we kind of go, 
yeah, that sucks. But m millions upon millions of people would have been killed if the war had continued with Japan. Japan wasn't going to acquiesce, right? They weren't going to give up. So we had to drop the bomb. Well, can someone make that argument about L? Someone say, well, yeah, no, this sucks. I'm not happy about having done it. Um, it is morally reprehensible, uh, but necessary. Necessary to save the lives of thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. And, of course, I would like to think that we still go, no, that this can't be okay. Despite the fact that, like, historically speaking, we kind of like, well, it's, it's okay, you know, this bomb, you know, so on and so forth. But then we'd go, no, 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 not L. Not L. It's not okay to use her as a weapon. But then, couldn't we argue that her friends use her as a weapon? I mean, there's a whole lot of wanting to save her and wanting to help her. But it's not like they're not also aware of what she can do. I mean, the boys say so, you know, like, she's super powerful, right? <laughs> it's good to be her friend. It's good to have on their side. And, you know, although she willingly engages in, you know, breaking another little boy's arm, making him pee himself, so on and so forth, right? She, at that point, becomes a willing weapon, but nevertheless a weapon that other people would be wise to have on their side, yes? So I guess one important question becomes, uh, how much difference is there between her friends, right, who want to, to use her to help save their other friend, right, and a CIA that wants to use her to save the lives of millions? And that seems like it's a difficult question. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't answers to that. I mean, I think if we were to sit down and really try and parse it out, we'd see that there were some significant differences between these two. And I'm willing to acquiesce to that. But the similarity is still problematic, too. Like, we don't want to just kind of give up on that and go, oh, well, no, you know, they're, they're completely different scenarios, right? And I think if we're also honest with ourselves, we do have something of a sympathy for that kind of utilitarian trolley scenario, right? Like, so I'm, you know, driving a trolley and I can only move it to the left track or the right track. And if it goes left, it kills 100 people. And if it goes right, it kills one. Well, which way do I go? Well, I guess I kill the one. And what do you do? So I suggest that there's two possible ways to think about this. Um, that don't require us going, you know what, um, the boys were right, the CIA was wrong, uh, the CIA is, in this case, just genuinely evil, and uh, the boys are doing 100% the right thing. And instead we start recognizing the fact that sometimes there's just morally awful circumstances, and that you're kind of culpable, you know, you end up being blameworthy no matter what you do. And what ends up being important there is, is the being willing to recognize that, yeah, this was really bad, right? In other words, sometimes that utilitarian consensus of, well, better to, to, to save the lives of many, right, than, than, than just the few, and we want to maximize happiness in the world and minimize suffering, which seems a reasonable uh, proposition. But part of the problem is, is also, like, if you're following that logic, when you turn the trolley, to save the lives of the hundred, but you kill the one, you're not supposed to feel bad about killing the one, 
You saved 100 people's lives. You did a right thing. Why would you feel bad about it? And that might be um, really the huge moral kicker that somewhere we know it and it comes out with something like stranger things. Like if we pose a question like, is it really wrong to use L to save other people's lives? Like there's still this part of us that goes, well, okay, wait, how many lives are we talking about? I mean, she is an innocent child. This is right. But like, is it a lot of lives? Is it millions of people? Is a whole world war being stopped by like how much, how miserable does she have to be? And what you realize is one of the main problems that comes out of this is the willingness to walk away from it going, no, 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 we did the right thing. I don't feel bad at all, right? I mean, at the very least, right, have like the basic human decency <laughs> to go, yeah, no, using that child was a ter really terrible, terrible, terrible thing. We just could not think of better options since you were, were stuck, right? It's either do a terrible thing or a terrible thing, right? Either, you know, uh, have this one person suffer tragically and innocent, or we feasibly let millions of people die. They both suck, right? And so we take the best action that we can. However, right, the other side of the coin is the realization that everyone dies, <laughs> right? And um, so the only real question, again, is who are you before you die? Are you the kind of person who tortures little kids, right? Um, in other words, it's different from the trolley scenario because in the trolley scenario, someone, you know, in, 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 in both cases, right, you're, you're directly uh, uh, deciding like who dies or who doesn't die. But in the case of life, kind of usually, right, um, everyone just does die, right? That's just kind of like the simple mathematics of it. And so when we torture one person or kill one person to save the lives of others, it is really doesn't make as much sense as we want it to make, right? Because the trolley circumstance is just basic math, right? And you're stuck on the trolley, what do you do? You, you know, you can't stop it. But in the circumstance of torturing or killing someone to save the lives of others, well, the lives that you save are also going to be lost just maybe later. So you ask yourself the question, did I, did I torture this little girl? And did I steal her childhood um, to save the lives of millions of people who were going to die anyways in the long run? And so um, it would seem to say, so, well, Nick, you've answered your own question, right? We can all agree torturing Al is bad. But if we concede that, right, if that final argument holds water, then pretty much all actions that involve killing or torturing someone, like trying to stop terrorists, right, uh, going to war to prevent war, dropping atomic bombs, all of those end up being wrong too because they would be hastening the death of the people we don't like to delay the death of the people that we do like. And again, the question just becomes, okay, well, if I die no matter what, do I die as someone who's killed people or not? Do I die as someone who's tortured this poor <laughs> little girl or not? So with that, um, it's been wonderful to speak with you again, and I hope you have a wonderful week.